Chapter 4 of Dark Hollow. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Monica Canupi. Dark Hollows by Anna Catherine Green. Chapter 4. And where was I when all this happened? The intensity of the question, the compelling, self-forgetful passion of the man, had a startling effect on the crowd of the people huddled before him. With one accord, and without stopping to pick their way, they made for the open doorway, knocking the smaller pieces of furniture about and creating havoc generally. Some fled the house. Others stopped to peer in again from behind the folds of the curtains which had only been partially torn from its fastenings. Mrs. Weeks was the only one to stand her ground. When the room was quite cleared and the noise abated, it was a frightful experience to see how little the judge had been affected by all this hubbub of combined movement and sound. She stepped within the line of his vision and lifted her feeble and ineffectual hand in an effort to attract his attention to herself. But he did not notice her, any more than he had noticed the others. Still, looking in one direction, he cried aloud in troubled tones, "'She stood there! The woman stood there, and I saw her! Where is she now?' "'She is no longer in the house,' came a gentle reply from the only one in or out of the room, courageous enough to speak. "'She went out when she saw us coming. We knew that she had no right to be there. That is why we intruded ourselves, sir. We did not like the looks of her, and so followed her in to prevent mischief.' "'Ah!' This expletive fell unconsciously. He seemed to be trying to adjust himself to some mental experience he could neither share with others nor explain to himself. She was here, then? A woman with a little child? It wasn't an illusion. A... Memory was coming back, and with it a realization of his position. Stopping short, he gazed down from his great height upon the trembling little body of whose identity he had but a vague idea, and thundered out in great indignation. How dared you! How dared she! Then his mind regained its full poise. And how, even if you had the termidity to venture an ex entrance here, did you manage to pass my gates? They are never open. Bella sees to that. Bella. He may have observed the pallor which blanched her small, tense features at this name fell so naturally from his lips or some instinct of his own may have led him to suspect tragedy where all was so abnormally still. For, as she watched, she saw his eyes fixed up to now upon her face, leave it and pass furtively and with many hesitations from object to object toward that spot behind him where lay the source of her great terror, if not his. So lingeringly and with such dread was this done, that she could barely hold back her weak woman's screams in the intensity of her suspense. She knew just where his glances fell without following them with her own. She saw them pass the door where so many faces yet peered in. He saw them not, and creep along the wall behind, inch by inch, breathlessly and with dread, till finally, with fatal precision, they reached the point where the screen had stood, and not finding it, flew in open terror to the door it was set there to conceal, when that something else, huddled in oozing blood on the floor beneath, drew them unto itself with the irresistibleness of grim reality, 
and he forgot all else in the horror of the sight for which his fears, however great, had failed to prepare him. Dead. Bella dead, and lying in his own blood. The rest may have been no dream, but this was surely one, or his eyes, used to the inner visions, were playing him false. Grasping the table at his side to steady his failing limbs, he pulled himself along by its curving edge until he came almost abreast of the helpless figure which for so many years had been the embodiment of faith and unwearied service. Then, and only then, did the truth of his great misfortune burst upon his bewildered soul, and with a cry which tore the ears of all hearers and was never forgotten by any one there, he flung himself down beside the dead negro, and, turning him hastily over, gazed into his face. Was that a sob? Yes. Thus much the heart gave. But the next moment the piteous fact of loss was swallowed up in the recognition of its manner, and bounding to his feet with a cry, Killed! Killed at his post! He confronted the one witness of his anguish, of whose presence he was aware, and fiercely demanded, "'Where are the wretches that have done this? No single arm could have knocked down Bella. He has been set upon, and beaten with clubs, and—' Here his thought was caught up by another, and that one so fearsome and unsettling that bewilderment again followed rage, and with the look of a haunted spirit he demanded in a voice made low by awe and dread of its own sound, and where was I when all this happened? You, you were seated there, murmured the little woman, pointing at the great chair. You were not quite, quite yourself, she softly explained, wondering at her own composure. Then quickly, as she saw his thoughts revert to the dead friend at his feet. Bella was not hurt here. He was downtown when it happened. But he managed to struggle home and gain this place, which he tried to hold against the men who followed him. He thought you were dead. You sat there so rigid and so white. And, before he quite gave up, he asked us all to promise not to let anyone enter this room till your son Oliver came. Understanding partly, but not yet clear in his mind, the judge sighed, and stooping again, straightened the faithful negro's limbs. Then, with the sidelong look in her direction, he felt in one of the pockets of the dead negro's coat, and drawing out a small key, held it in one hand while he fumbled in his own for another, which found he became, on the instance, his own man again. Miss Weeks, seeing the difference in him, and seeing, too, that the doorway was now clear of the wondering, awestruck group which had previously blocked it, bowed her slight body and proceeded to withdraw. But the judge, staying her with a gesture, she waited patiently near one of the book-racks against which she had stumbled to hear what he had to say. "'I must have had an attack of some kind,' he calmly remarked. "'Will you be good enough to explain exactly what occurred here that I might more fully comprehend my own misfortune in the death of this faithful friend?' Then she saw that his faculties were now fully restored and came a step forward. But before she could begin her story, he added this searching question. "'Was it he who let you in, you and the others? "'I think you said others. "'Was it he who unlocked my gates?' "'Miss Weeks sighed and betrayed fluster. "'It was not easy to relate her story. "'Beside, it was woefully incomplete. "'She knew nothing of what had happened downtown. "'She could only tell what had passed before her eyes. "'But there was one thing she could make clear to him, 
and that was how the seemingly impassable gates had been made ready for the woman's entrance and afterward taken such advantage of by herself and others a pebble had done it all a pebble placed in the gateway by bella's hands as she described this and insisted on the fact in the face of the judge's almost frenzied disclaimer she thought she saw the hair move on his forehead bella a traitor and in the interest of this woman who had fronted him from the other end of the room at the moment consciousness had left him evidently this intrusive little body did not know bella or his story or why should interruption come then why was he stopped when in the passion of the moment he might have let fall some word of enlightenment which would have eased the agitated curiosity of the whole town miss weeks often asked herself this question and bewailed the sudden access of sounds in the rooms without which proclaimed the entrance of the police and put a new strain upon the judge's faculty of self-control and attention to one matter in hand the commonplaces of the official inquiry were about to supersede the play of a startled spirit struggling with problem of whose complexity he had received but a glimpse. End of chapter 4 Dark Hollows by Anna Catherine Green